Hello, it's David here. The Leader brings you news, analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss out. And if you're enjoying the show, please give us a rating on your podcast provider. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsden. Boris Johnson says it could all be more or less over by Christmas. Maybe. It is my strong and sincere hope that we will be able to review the outstanding restrictions and allow a more significant return to normality from November at the earliest, possibly in time for Christmas. He's outlined how the lockdown restrictions are being lifted further, but our political editor Joe Murphy says the laws are coming down harder. And Well, the Queen uh, used a sword that belonged to her father, King George, and that was used for the normal for the normal ceremony. So I don't know. I assume that is normal sword length. <laughs> the Evening Standard's Lizzie Edmonds on the difficulties of a socially distanced knighthood for Colonel Sir Tom Moore. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader for the whole thing. Pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the new lockdown restrictions explained. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. When it's only July and the sun is shining, most people will think it's too early to consider Christmas. But when you're planning a country's path through winter during a coronavirus pandemic, that symbolic deadline is looming quickly. Will we be able to have Christmas dinner with our families? The Prime Minister was asked today. It's not only a very important time of year for for families, it's also a very important uh, time of year for uh, the UK economy and and for many, many millions of people. So it's very important that we we hope for the best, but plan for the worst. And and clearly, the steps that we're taking for uh, September, October, November, they're all conditional on our continued ability to uh, defeat the virus. (laughs) 
That's a lot of caveats, and they weren't the only ones during Boris Johnson's appearance at Downing Street earlier. In laying out the further lifting of COVID-19 restrictions, the PM says everyone can use public transport, but should consider alternatives. Employers can ask people to go back to the office, but they should also think about whether it's still safer for staff to stay home. Events will start again. You'll be able to go to the theatre indoors, but local authorities are getting powers to close them, and ministers can introduce stay-at-home orders. Our editorial column says it's still not clear if the country is opening up or shutting down. Of course, as the nation eases out of lockdown, the rules will need to change. It makes sense to open up the country as much as possible, while cracking down on the kind of behaviour most likely to spread the virus. But that makes it all the more vital that the government learns to communicate its own rules more effectively. A poll reveals today that 34% of Londoners say clearer government messaging about safety would make a big difference. This is an unknown and terrifying new virus. It is not enough to trust that workers and employers will use their common sense. Frightened people need guidance. Without it, an emergency quickly becomes a crisis. I'm a little glad that Joe Murphy is with me. And Joe, the Prime Minister seems to be trying to walk a tightrope between opening up and closing down. Can he keep his balance? It really is a high-wire act. And when Patrick Valance um, said yesterday, there's no reason to scrap the work-from-home guidelines, you'd really think, can the Prime Minister really make it to the other side? Um, today, I thought he gave one of his more assured performances. There was a lot in the statement in his press conference. Um, very draconian powers in case of local outbreaks. But they were the sort of ballast um, holding the tightrope down um, for a, actually some quite um, courageous, shall we say, um, unlocking measures to come. Um, some unexpected ones. Theatre, live theatre to return from August, um, with social distancing, um, stadium events, some sporting events with spectators. This is, and, and, oh, and, and social distancing guidelines relaxed to something near what he called normality from November. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It was kind of an optimistic thing he was talking about, wasn't it? He hopes to have the country back to normality around November, maybe even in time for Christmas. And that would be... I guess, a big morale boost for the UK. There's also a great deal in this scenario for his critics, some of whom are saying this is reckless. Um, They, of course, are in the luxurious position that uh, if it does go wrong, they can call him out and say, you shouldn't have done this. Um, And if it goes well, well, we'll all have forgotten. Um, There is a lot on his shoulders. um, And the prize of normality by Christmas... I've got to say, I'll believe it when I see it. Behind the scenes, I'm talking to some ministers and government officials who are actually saying that COVID-19 might be around for a considerably long time to come, certainly as a background disease in this country, one that comes and goes a bit like malaria in lots of parts of the world, something that um, you coexist with and learn to manage. And uh, in that context... A lot of what the Prime Minister was saying about going back to work is all about we have to take some of that risk on our shoulders that going back to normal would involve with a virus that's not necessarily going to be magicked away by a vaccine. He's saying go back to work partly because 
it's not going to end. We, we don't just get to borrow some money to get through a short-term crisis and then the, v, the V-shaped economy comes back and we go back to normal. It could be possible that we are going to be having some disruption to our lives throughout 2021 and maybe 2022. And who knows, in the background at a lower level, perhaps even longer than that. Something else that has emerged in the last day or two is a controversy over how the COVID-19 death figures are being calculated. And Matt Hancock's ordered an inquiry into this, hasn't he, Joe? This is one of the most extraordinary things I can remember as a surprise out of the blue. It turns out that Public Health England, who are a public body who have come under a lot of flack during this epidemic for some strange sort of way of following rules, but they have been counting any death where somebody in the past tested positive for COVID-19 as a COVID-19 death. Now, this means, quite literally, that if you had COVID-19 in February and, and were tested as such, David, and then you were knocked down by me driving a number 19 bus in July, you would go down under Public Health England as a COVID-19 death. Because all they're doing is cross-checking the death records with the test records and saying, aha. Now, there's two problems to this. One is, you and I didn't know about it. More extraordinarily still, members of the Cabinet didn't know that was how they were counting deaths. And this came to light because people started saying, why is it that the hospital death rates are coming down, but the community death rates seem to be staying high? And it's because people who had COVID-19 back in March, April, during the first wave, are dying of natural causes. Some of them may well have been accelerated into their graves by the disease, but it not in common language, necessarily the cause of death. And there's another way this matters. This is because of international comparisons. Believe it or not, and we didn't know this either until today, Scotland have a cut-off of 28 days. If a test was older than 28 days, they don't record it as a COVID death, necessarily. Um, And that would get away from the idea of being run over by a bus five months later. Um, And... We don't yet know what other countries do, um, but I'm going to make a bet they probably don't do it the way PHE have been doing it. Next. He very much captured the, the hearts of the nation and he is, is an emblem of you know, strength and, and courage. And he said today, though, that he felt very humbled. Lizzie Edmonds on a unique knighthood for a unique man, Colonel Sir Tom Moore. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Colonel Sir Tom Moore is one of the heroes of the coronavirus crisis. Approaching his 100th birthday, he decided to raise money for the NHS by walking 100 laps around his garden. He wanted £1,000. He got £33 Now he's also got a knighthood, following an unusual ceremony at Windsor Castle. The Evening Standard's Lizzie Edmonds is here. And Lizzie, getting made a sir is always a little bit special, but they've had to lay on some special measures for Tom Moore. They have. So, yes, I think we last spoke at the end of April when he was given the honorary title of Colonel for his birthday. And then shortly afterwards, a couple of weeks afterwards in May, Boris Johnson, none none other than, announced that he would be knighted, um, which is pretty exceptional in itself uh, to have the prime minister announcing that. So that's that's one thing that's been a special exception for for Captain Tom. Um, All other royal investigators have been put back towards the end of the year because of the pandemic. But again, not for Captain Tom. Today, rather than Buckingham Palace, he's going to Windsor to meet the Queen personally. Not everyone who's knighted is, is done so by, by the Queen. So he got the he got the top the top royal, as it were, for, for his ceremony. It was a bit special as well because of the pandemic. So social distancing measures were put in place. I assume that that's, you know, adequate distancing, lots of hand sanitizing. So it would have been a very special ceremony, but one that um, reflects our uh, our brave new world, as it were. Yeah, obviously we we haven't been able to see it, but I wonder how they did the the sword on the shoulder thing. I wonder how long that sword is, Lizzie. Well, the Queen uh, used a sword that belonged to her father, King George, and that was used for the normal for the normal ceremony. So I don't know. I assume that is normal sword length. <laughs> I, I haven't been told otherwise. I think the actual passing of the of the insignia of Knight Bachelor, the actual medal, as it were, I think is something that um, Buckingham Palace had been looking into how they would do that and make sure it was sanitary. Um, a statement that they released a, a few hours ago said suggested something like that. So they've definitely put a lot of um, thought into it, for sure. I mean, they've really laid out the, the red carpet for Sir Tom Moore now, mm. but... It's very deserving, isn't it? I mean, the the country really did unite behind him and his campaign for the NHS, didn't it? We did. <laughs> he was only supposed to raise about a th- wanted to raise a thousand pounds, and he raised just short of thirty three million. He very much captured the the hearts of the nation. And you know, back in in March and April when he was uh, doing, well, it was April that he was doing the walking. That was the the depths of lockdown for for the UK, and you know a lot of people were were feeling finding it very difficult, finding life very confusing, and it was a very bleak time for a lot of people. And here was this 100 year old war veteran, you know, um, doing what he could to support our great NHS, and everyone just got behind him. And uh, I think he is is an emblem of you know strength and and courage and he said today though that he felt very humbled that this was happening to him um, and it must have been a real whirlwind <laughs> few months for him as well but yeah I mean 
to go from living at home in Bedfordshire and just thinking, you know what, I may as well um, try and raise some money for the NHS to being knighted by none other than the Queen herself in a special ceremony put on just for you that was announced by, by the Prime Minister. It must be a surreal, surreal moment for him. And that's The Leader. You can keep up with all the latest breaking news on the Evening Standards website at standard.co.uk. This podcast is back on Monday at 4pm. If you subscribe, you won't miss it.